0: Welcome to the James Mellon Podcast. I am Dr. James Mellon, and I am here to help you live your greatest life ever by living life to the fullest. What you're about to hear is one of my Sunday talks from our celebrations of love. I hope you enjoy it. In January this year, I decided to go ahead and take a look at the Science of my textbook. What a fun idea. And do those first three chap the first four chapters, first three chapters. Fourth one, not so much. No, fourth one's next week. So, what are the what do you remember the chapters? What's the first chapter? Think think it's it's so. So. Okay, note none of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the three of you are ministers, you must know this. But what do y'all know? What's the first one? So. What's the second one? The way it works. What's the third one that I'm going to talk about today? <laughs> the funny part, yesterday I, w- I was asking Rick, who's in ministerial, and I said, could you tell me what the four chapters are? And he said, yeah, it's the thing itself, the way we were. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, what was the other one you said? We've okay, We've only just begun. <laughs> and what was the fourth? I can't say the fourth one. Yeah, so it's not those. It's the thing itself, the way, <laughs> the way it works. And today is what it does. So you ready for that? You ready to find out what this thing we call science of mind is doing inside of your life? What it is, how it's doing? So let's take a look at this. Ernest Holmes says this. We should approach the study of the science of mind rationally, never expecting to derive any benefits from it that its principle does not contain. In the principle, it does not say you can demonstrate a parking spot. Yet most people think that. And then most people also think that it says that you can demonstrate a billion dollars, just like that. I should be able to think it, and there it is. Is that what the principle says? <laughs> Some of you aren't willing to answer that question. <laughs> is Does the principle say that you can manifest a billion dollars... Wrong hand. Like that. Does it? Who said no so adamantly? No. Okay. What if you won the lottery? But does it say that you can manifest it just like that? See, this is the question that we all have about this teaching. We are very muddy about this teaching. So I just want to start with principle. So Ernest Holmes is saying here, we should approach the study of the science of mind rationally rationally, logically, in a way that we understand it, because you are not going to make anything work for you that you don't understand. You need to understand it. So what is principle? Well, we say divine principle is this. We are spiritual beings, and those of you that are in class with me, it'd be a good time to really memorize this. We are spiritual beings. Now, that's number one. Let's just stop there. So our divine principle, this teaching says, you are a spiritual being. You're not just a human being, and please get rid of the whole, I'm a human being having a spiritual experience. No, you're not. You are a spiritual being having a human experience at times, but you are a spiritual being first and always. Everybody good with that? Because that's, te- that's what we teach. I am a spiritual being living in a spiritual universe, not living on earth with all the crap that comes along with it. That's not what we teach. We teach I'm a spiritual being living in a spiritual universe. What that would mean is that your entire world that you live in is spiritual. And if it's spiritual, it means it is operating under divine law. It always operates under a law. And what is that law? Yell it out. What do you think? The cause and effect. Who said that? Good answer. So it lives by cause and effect. That's it. What you cause shows up as effect. It's pretty simple. This is a very simple teaching. Ernest Holmes did not, you know, come up with some calculus thing that we have to spend years trying to figure out, even though we have spent 100 years almost trying to figure out what he said. But we spent over 2,000 trying to figure out what Jesus said. So why not keep a good thing going? (laughs) So we are spiritual beings living in a spiritual universe governed by our use of the spiritual law of cause and effect. That's the whole enchilada. That's the entire teaching. So we should approach the study of the science of mind rationally, never expecting to derive the benefits from it that its principle does not contain. So what it's really saying to all of us is this. you know, What it does, it does whatever you decide it does. That's, that's, the, that's the caveat. So don't ever expect the science of mind to give you a billion dollars because you want it, because you've decided to have it. Because if you're not equal to it, it's not going to happen because the law can't operate under your wants and needs. Your law, The law can only operate on what you actually believe, truly believe. So most of you do not believe that... The principle of life could give you a billion dollars in an instant. Most of us do not believe that. So guess what? It's not going to happen. But logically, you'd have to be able to convince yourself, convince yourself that you can have vibrant health no matter what the doctors may say to you, that you can have prosperity no matter how your life has unfolded up to this point, that you can have love, unconditional love in your life that supports you, no matter what. You'd have to believe that, absolutely believe it. So we're a part of a teaching that's actually here to tell you the truth of life and how to live it. So when we get to the thing itself is that all of this is the universal field of creativity. What it does is it works through you by working with your mind, whatever you decide. And then the thing itself, that's the way it works. What it does is whatever you ask it to do. That's it. And the asking has to be deliberate. So I'm going to ask you a question today. I want to ask you, what have you asked the universe to do for you lately? I mean, just think about it for a minute. What have you been telling the universe that you would like? What have you been communicating, as Rick said? What's your conversation in your own mind with this universal law that is you, that's bringing forth whatever you decide. What's your conversation? Have you been conversing about sickness? Have you been conversing about lack? Have you been conversing about failure? We can converse about anything, or we could do success and health and creativity. So, Ernest Holmes said this, the divine mind is infinite. That's your mind. Your mind is infinite. It is not limited to what you've learned. It is infinite. It contains all knowledge and wisdom, but before it can reveal its secrets, it must have an outlet. So you are living in this infinite field of pure creativity and imagination and intelligence. It's all right here. And here is this thing called your mind, and your mind is the gatekeeper to everything that wants to flow through you. But you know what else is here? Race consciousness, history, all of my old beliefs, my family, my relatives. There's a reason why we call them the relatives. It's the relative world. It's all that stuff that happens out here. So here you are, the gatekeeper. Everything wants to flow through, but you might be cluttered up and have a lot of stuff that's getting through that is not benefiting you in any way, shape, or form the old stuff. doesn't matter anymore. So what do you need to do? How do you need to get rid of this? It has to have an outlet. The divine intelligence, the infinite intelligence. It's like you can't go into Costco and buy everything and leave without paying. Although you can right now in some Whole Foods because they're tapped into your credit card. <laughs> but think about it. You must pay for... As it says here, you must pay for what you're willing to receive. But first you've got to decide, what is that? So I have a, something came up to me recently I'm going to show you. So it can tell us only what we can understand. So this infinite field can only bring through you what you understand. How many times do you think you've heard yourself say, I just don't understand what to do here? I don't understand that. How quickly do we not understand something? I shared this this morning on CPR. Yesterday, my husband and I are working on on this project, and I had to create a new uh, template for this project with a new program, which I thought was the old program, but it's been updated. It took me four and a half, almost five hours to even understand the program itself. And I know that throughout that, I was like, how many times did I say, I don't understand? I don't understand why this isn't working. I don't understand. I I know how to do this, but it's not showing me what I need. I don't understand. Now, besides my own I don't understand, I also had my husband saying, I don't understand why you don't know this. (laughs) So it was his I don't understand why, my I don't understand why, and the only thing I could do was say, get out of the room, (laughs) so that I could at least cut half of the non-understanding out of the equation. And this was about five hours in. I finally said, you should go because it's your fault. (laughs) Clearly, the energy is being thwarted by you. Otherwise, this would have funneled through me hours ago. So he got up and he left. And I sat there and then I just got up and left. (laughs) And then I walked around. And then I came back and I said, I have been telling myself that QuickBooks has totally screwed this up. It's QuickBooks. It's their update. They've screwed it up. It's their fault. I've been sitting in it's their fault for four hours. How about it's my responsibility to figure out how to use this? Do you know that it took me 10 minutes to figure it out? The minute I gave the information, the outlet, and didn't block it with, damn, Kevin's consciousness. (laughs) Or damn QuickBooks. As soon as I got out of that, it moved away. And what came through was, um, it's that little box you didn't check. Cause it was that simple. And I kept saying to Kevin, it's so simple. It's something really simple to which I heard back. If it were that simple, you'd know it. Something like that, right? Different words. <laughs> do you get the, do you get the analogy though? Do you get it? That what we do is we clutter ourselves up with a belief like, I don't understand. And that's what he's saying here. I can t- It can tell us only what we can understand. The title of my talk is Play the Music. Play the music. So I would like you to think of the, the universe as infinite music, all different types, all different forms, this, all of this amazing music. And I'd just like to take a look at, this is my, these are my uh, earbuds, earpods, earbuds. These are my, this is God. <laughs> I want you to think of this, this little thing, as God, the infinite universe of pure creativity and information. How many people own these? You own God, right? And here's the thing. It's yours, isn't it? It's actually you. So much so that we individualize it. God individualizes itself as each one of us and then says, here, I am you. You are me. We are one. Now, infinite God has everything I could ever possibly, possibly need right here. The infinite creativity, the music of the universe is ready to play through my head at any time. Because, frankly, the only thing, what it does, is it works through your mind, your greatest tool. So my mind is in here somewhere. It's actually everywhere. But let's just say it's in here. Let's use my brain The brain is the tool the mind uses to hear, to listen, to understand. So here's God. God has reminded me, I am you. And just to prove it, here, stick these in your head, and it becomes one with you, one of you. I am you, you are me. Now, here's the thing about this. Um, Oh, wait, I want to go back. Oh, I did. Wow, that was well. Um, Laurie, the next slide is supposed to be that other slide the kid, the little kid. Remember we changed it? Oh, well, I can do that. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. It's supposed to be, there it is. That's him. Oh, there we go. Thank you. So in the textbook, it says, when we think something, when we think something happens to thought. So here's God. Here's the infinite universe. I'm now plugged in. Maybe I've meditated. Maybe I've taken so many classes, it finally clicked, like Rick said. All of a sudden, I'm like, I am God. This is all me. Awesome. I am the individualization of God. Okay? It's all well and good. This doesn't work. And I can sit here saying it doesn't work. God doesn't work. It's not giving me what I want. I asked for this. I asked for that. But God is saying, if God were able to say it in my mind, saying, "Um, you haven't chosen a station. You haven't picked a song yet. What are you going to pick? You haven't played the music yet. Because when we think, something happens to thought. And here's that little boy putting headphones on to clear everything out and only allow into his brain what he's chosen to listen to. Some fabulous music or some great podcast or a book on tape that you want to hear all the relevant facts of. So now I've got this understanding that I am God. I'm the individualization of God. But what am I willing to listen to? What have I chosen to listen to? Now, there is this infinite world out there, but sometimes we go to Spotify and we click in, give me like negative music. And then we, no, I know no one would do that, would they? Except you are. Every time you let your mind think of things that are destructive, that are not positive, every time you degrade yourself, every time you say, I don't know, I don't understand, what is wrong, every time you get yourself into that wavelength, the music of life is playing through your head, and nothing else can get through. Because that's the energy, that's the vibration you have chosen. And yet, we live in a godify world. Did you get that? Spotify, Godify. We live in a Godify, stay with me, we live in a Godify world, and we can choose any station we want. Any station we want. The other day I was at the gym, and I'm on the treadmill, and I had my headphones on, I had my earbuds in, and I was listening to a book on tape, but I didn't have the sound up loud enough. And what was happening in front of me was the news, And I could see it, but I kept my eyes closed most of the time, but I kept hearing the news. And I was like, this is not what I want to hear. And I was going, but I was really running fast. And my thought was, do I stop doing what I'm doing and take the time and even have the timer go off, take the time to find my phone and turn the volume up to hear only what I want to hear, or do I just keep going, trying to live my life, trying to hear what I want to hear, but still listening to everything else that's going on? which means I'm living in a mixed-message world. And so I stopped. I stopped running. I grabbed my phone. I pumped up the volume. All I then heard was the book I was listening to, which was on breathing, telling me about how to breathe. And that's all I heard, and I went back. I realized how much time fixed fixed the damn treadmill and started running again. Way too often, we're too complacent to do what we need to do to reset our minds, to reset this thing called God, to reset what we are willing to listen to. And we get involved in conversations and relationships and news, all the sorts of things that derail us. And yet all it takes, as you know, is this. I'm going to change the channel. What if we all just could walk around and go, and suddenly I don't think that about myself anymore? I don't have that belief anymore. I'm perfect. <laughs> That's what it does. That's what this infinite world does. You get to play the music that you want to play in your life. And if you want to play the things that don't make you happy, you have the right to do that. Oh, Laurie? What happened to that? Okay. Okay, that's good. Okay, the mind must conceive before the creative energy can produce. We must supply the avenue through which it can work. This is the avenue. God is everywhere present. The creative energy is everywhere present. It is you, but it's individualized as you. So, Brenda, it's up to you to play the music you want to dance to. And I know, I know that you hear music that no one else hears. (laughs) because I see you dancing to music none of us can hear. That's not a bad thing. The question is, are you willing to do it? Are you willing, in the midst of whatever is going on, as it says here, to conceive of what you want and nothing else, nothing else? When you tune into Spotify and you ask to play Frank Sinatra tunes, you're not expecting, all of a sudden, you know, Def Jam to show up. And if it does, there's a problem with Spotify. But guess what? There's no problem with God. God is perfect. That thing called God, that thing called life, the thing itself is perfect. So play the music. You get to decide as this world continues to play on. What's that quote from Shakespeare? All the world is a stage. Play on. That's not it, but it sounds good. Oh, if music Be the fool, food of love. That's the your your part is play on. If music be the food of love, that's what we need to be willing to do. And here's what's really important. Don't take these out. Don't take these out. Because ultimately, these are embedded in you. It's who you are, it's your divine natural authority, it's your DNA but we take them out sometimes and we just listen to whatever's going on around us. You are plugged in to the infinite creativity of the universe. It is there to give you everything you could ever need, ever. Your only job is to give it an outlet. Get out of the way. It will do whatever you desire it to do because it will give you whatever you are equal to So never unplug these. Never hand your power over to the news or to naysayers or to whatever other channels are out there that want you to plug into it. Because in truth, you don't need these. You are these. It's when you pick up fake ones and put them in your ears that you get in trouble. So as we move through the rest of this month, I invite you, to really listen to the music that is your life. Make some really strong decisions this month. Decide. The thing itself is God, is you. The way it works, it works through you. And what it does, it does whatever you decide it should do through you. I say, decide right now to play the music that you want to dance to. Play the music that makes you excited and passionate. Play the music. Listen to the truth that you are, right as you are, right where you are, no matter what, equal to whatever you want. Because that, that is the spiritual truth. And nothing else matters. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the James Mellon Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the show. That way, you'll be sure to receive every new episode. And if you want to reach out and talk to me, you can always find me at my website, jamesmellon.org. Thanks again, and I will see you next time.